Dun, 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 dun. Hear he, hear he. Law, let's rise for the pumpkin spice brigade. Wow. And the crowd goes wild because that's how it's feeling every time I see someone with a Starbucks cup and they say they're drinking a pumpkin spice drink. In September? Really? I'ma keep I'ma keep my comments to myself. But y'all, we still have a little bit of summer. Let's enjoy summer, please. Let's introduce the pumpkin spice in October. I still want to enjoy the little bit of summer that we have. And on the topic of enjoyment, grab your coffee, tea, wine, or beer and take a seat so I can welcome you to the advice column. The advice column is where we take the mysteries out of relationships, communication, setting boundaries, and self-love by asking questions we've all been dying to know the answer to. I'm your favorite homegirl, Lydia, who's going to keep it real, keep it to the facts, and keep your spirits high. I'm really excited for this episode because while writing it out, I was shaking in my boots like, ooh, this is a good topic that we need to discuss as adults. And it starts with this question. Have you ever found yourself unable to let go of hurtful experiences, whether it's betrayal or a painful breakup, or maybe an act of anger that lingers in your memory like a dark cloud? I know that this dark cloud for me represents holding a grudge. And it's something that many of us do, but it's really important for us to recognize that when we hold grudges, it's an immature response to how we're dealing with our emotions. So for today's episode, we're gonna explore why holding grudges can be detrimental to our emotional well-being and personal growth. And we're gonna talk about the power of forgiveness. And this does not just mean forgiving others because that can be easy. What's hard is when it comes to forgiving ourselves for mistakes that we made or for things that we done where we say, why would I do that? Forgiveness requires courage, compassion, and a commitment to healing. And I am so ready for us to start this journey together. Before we jump into our first segment, What's an advice column without people submitting questions or confessions? Be sure to submit your questions or confessions using the link below. Now let's play the tapes. Why do we hold grudges? Y'all, if you would have met me four years ago, I really was the queen of holding a grudge, the petty patty. And I would see people, I would ignore them. If they did me wrong, I would let them know. So these are the main reasons why I would hold grudges. Let me know if you resonate with these reasons or if there's other reasons that I didn't put up there, be sure to share with my social because I love having conversations like this. So let's jump into it. This first reason, and it's instilled in my core, I'm holding a grudge so that I can have a sense of justice, or I thought I was giving myself a sense of justice because when someone would play me or I thought they were playing me, I naturally wanted them to acknowledge that their actions have consequences, which is you did me wrong, I'm ignoring you. You did me wrong, I'm not talking to you. So it's a way to make sure that justice is served. So personal story. <laughs> And you know what? This person probably ain't even listening to this podcast, but it's funny. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did this to you. When I used to work at a store, there was an individual that I was interacting with. Interacting with. They did something that I just did not understand. It made me feel hurt. And I just felt ignored. So because of that, oh, I'm going to hold that grudge. 
I ignored them for a month. We worked at the same store. We weren't in the same department, but I would pass them. I would say hello to the other co-workers and I would not speak to this person. Y'all, in retrospect, you can see how it's like, girl, why are you doing all that? Because it was the sense of justice. You played me. Now, every day when I come into this establishment, you're going to realize there's a consequence because I'm talking to everyone else and not you. And was this behavior reinforced? Sadly, yes, because the individual played into it and was like, why aren't you talking to me? So it gave me that sense of justice even more where I'm like, and hey, this is why I hold grudges. I've grown since then, but y'all can see the sense of justice is why some of us hold on to grudges. The second reason, and this is also a big one as well, we hold on to grudges really as a way of self-protection because any of the negative feelings that we're trying to ignore, so anger, sadness, disappointment, embarrassment, we may hold a grudge as a way to protect ourselves from being hurt by that person again and it's a way of us maintaining that distance emotionally. So I like to view this as like um, in the Middle Ages, or I'm probably getting my time mixed up, so y'all can help me out, let me know. Whatever age they were wearing the metal armor before they would go to war, that's what I view this protection and defense as. When we're holding grudges, we put on that metal armor. And when people look at us, they're like, oh, wow, this person is protecting themselves but do you know how much that metal armor actually weighs? It's heavy. You're holding on to it. And we're going to be able to talk about that in our second segment, which is how much can you hold on to until it becomes overbearing and it's harming you and the connections that you want to have with the people around you? This last one, Beyonce made a song called Ego. And even though she's not talking about this ego, it gets the point. Our ego and pride will really make us believe that we should be holding on to a grudge. I know my pride and ego was looking me in the eye and saying, if you don't hold this grudge, this means that you're allowing people to walk over you. Or if you don't hold this grudge, this means that people might think that you're weak. Or I might think that I'm weak because I'm like, um, this person did me wrong and I should just be lily gaggling with them, lolly gaggling. It's like, no. The thing is this with our ego and pride. When ego and pride gets in the way, we hold grudges because we feel like it's a loss of power. We hold the grudge because our dignity, like if I don't hold this grudge, what does this say about me? Or the last reason with our ego and pride is control. You want to hold on to something, especially if you view yourself as a victim. If someone did you wrong, like they owe you money or they promised to do something for you and they did not do it, you're going to feel hurt. You may feel like the victim in that situation and you want to be able to control something. So what are you able to control? Your ability to hold on to the mistake that that person did. Since we explored the three main reasons why we hold grudges, and I would love to know more from y'all, let's jump into how holding on to grudges really are detrimental to our emotional well-being and our ability to grow in our maturity. 
if you didn't catch it in the last segment, me and grudges go together real bad. And we used to be homies. We used to be best friends until these things started to happen because I would hold on to grudges. And I know some of y'all are experiencing this and there is a way out. So let's first talk about how holding, what holding on to grudges do. I know for myself, when I would hold on to a grudge, I had more stress and nervousness, especially if we go back to the story of me holding a grudge with my previous coworker. When you really think about it, every time I would pass this individual, I had to actively remember why I was holding the grudge, which means now I'm thinking about the past and not the now. And then I had to make sure that that grudge was being reinforced by being petty. Y'all, that's just too much energy. It's really just a lot of energy when you think about it. And not only that, by me constantly living in the past or shielding myself from possibly experiencing this same betrayal from others or from that individual, now I'm stressed. Now I'm nervous because every time I interact with new people, I think, are they going to betray me in the same way? Are they going to hurt me in the same way? And the answer to that is possibly. And the other answer to that is, so try something new. And we're going to get to that in our last segment. But just know, holding on to grudges, a little bit more stress, definitely more anxious. And it's harder to be in the present because you're thinking about the past and how that person has harmed you. And really when you're thinking about that person that harmed you, what does that mean for the relationship you have with that individual? It means the relationship is going to be strained. How can you care about someone that you cannot forgive or speak to about how they hurt you? Holding on to a grudge makes you more powerless. It makes you think you cannot speak up or I need to be petty and passive to get my point across. No, there is power in speaking up. There is power in telling someone that they hurt you. And when we don't, it really does damage that closeness that we can have with our friends or family. Because I know for myself, there were people in my life who I didn't have the best relationship with because there were things I was not able to forgive them on. And so of course, when I would see them or when I would think about possibly interacting, it goes back to our first part. I would feel nervous because I would think, are they gonna hurt me in the same way? I must protect myself from this pain. Actually, I wasn't protecting myself in retrospect. I was causing myself more pain. And so once I decided to get on the journey of forgiveness, it was not easy, y'all. It actually took me several months. I really want to say about four to really forgive. And I'm happy that I did because now the relationship that I have is better. And I know that there is power in saying something in the moment and not letting what someone done to me take over my entire being. Let's make one thing clear about holding on to a grudge. Holding on to grudges take up a lot of mental and emotional energy that you could be placing elsewhere that is more positive and productive for who you are now, not the person that was hurt in the past. 
And y'all, I know there are things that people have done where we're like, I would never forgive them. That is okay because there are going to be moments where you may not be ready to forgive. But when you are ready to forgive, know these things to be true. One, it's true that people are going to hurt you. And it's true that people will offend you. But what's also true is people may make you upset and that's not their intention, but you've never had the conversation, so you will never know. And what's also true is you can forgive someone and that doesn't make you dumb. It does not make you naive. It makes you a human that has compassion. It really does take a lot of courage to let go of pain because y'all, it's easier to hold on to. That's why we hold grudges. It's easier to hold on to that pain than to confront it. My challenge for you is to do something different. Challenge yourself to try to let it go. And if you're still struggling, let's jump into other ways on how we can forgive ourselves and others. Let's talk about how we can forgive ourselves and others. And y'all, I re-recorded this segment like eight times because I keep going on tangents because this topic really does hit home. So I'm probably going to make another episode about forgiveness because this stuff is deep. When it comes to forgiving ourselves and others, I want y'all to view it as like a loop or like a roundabout. When you forgive others, you are in turn forgiving yourself and it's a cycle and a lot of us struggle with forgiving others because we have not forgiven ourselves for the pain that that person has put us through i know for myself when i was not forgiving people i would think why would i forgive them when i should have known that they were going to hurt me or how did i not see the signs i know there were people in my life that I didn't forgive for like two years. And within those two years of time, I was not forgiving them because I thought, why would I forgive you when you made me feel this way? Or why would I forgive you when I trusted you and this is what you did? And it's because I did not forgive myself for being human. I did not forgive myself for trusting someone's words and their actions. And now I know how to forgive because I practice setting boundaries. But for a lot of us, it's really not about forgiving that person that's hard. It's about forgiving ourselves. And it's about letting go and realizing I was not dumb for being in this situation. I was doing the best that I could and that's okay. And even if the best that you were experiencing was the bottom of the barrel, now you have a new level of standards that you can rise through because you've worked through forgiving yourself and that other person. And so how do we do that? Really, the main thing that I wanna talk about is open communication and setting boundaries. We need to be able to communicate how people in our lives have made us feel, especially if we're holding a grudge and we have not forgiven them. 
when we communicate with the people in our lives, this doesn't look like yelling and screaming. This can look like having a calm conversation, the one that you all and I are having right now. And I've done this before where I've entered the conversation. I was calm. I shared, you know, this is how I felt when this action was done. I felt like this. And I just want to know from you, what are you thinking? How do you feel? What are your thoughts? That was a great thing for me to see because something clicked in my brain where I realized communication is not difficult if both people believe in respecting each other and not trying to cause pain or disrespect each other. Because y'all, this is also what's true. There are going to be people in your life where you're going to try to have a calm conversation with where you want to say, you know what, you hurt me, this is what you've done. And they might not hold themselves accountable, or they may not be honest, or they might not apologize. But it's still important for you to communicate how you feel, because one, that allows you to start that path of forgiveness. And two, it allows you to preserve your self-respect. I know that people think that you should speak up because that person's behavior should change. And it's like, well, why say anything if that person's not going to change their behavior? Um, are you able to control how someone acts? Riddle me that. The answer is no. Speaking up and forgiving is about you preserving your self-respect. You, we all carry a certain level of self-respect, regardless if you know your level or not. When we share how we feel, when we practice forgiveness, our self-respect increases because we are showing to ourselves, you know, I'm not the one nor the two, and I deserve to tell people how I feel. I know some of us may be thinking, damn, I should have shared with that person how they made me feel instead of saying, okay, that's your self-respect speaking. So the next time you have that feeling, speak up so that you can start forgiving easier and so that your self-respect can begin to increase. Everything is not going to be ideal. There are going to be people in our lives who may not listen. That's okay. And my question that I had to ask myself was, what type of people do I want in my life? And I realized if you're going to be close to me, then I want to be around people that know how to communicate, that are willing to listen and apologize and hold themselves accountable. And so for the people in my life that are not like this, this is when I started implementing boundaries because y'all, it's a lot easier to cut someone off than it is to maintain. First, when it comes to setting boundaries, setting boundaries gives you control and it reminds you what you will and will not tolerate. Boundaries are not about controlling the other person. And sadly with social media, and with false information, people think boundaries is about controlling that person. That is false. Boundaries is about you controlling yourself. It's about you knowing how you're going to change your behavior if someone crosses your boundary. What does that look like? Well, when it comes to forgiveness, let's say you forgave someone. 
because they lied to you and you still want this person in your life, but you're scared because you're like, I don't know if I can trust this person and this is really making me nervous. A boundary that you can set can be based on how much you interact with that person. So you can tell yourself, I'm only gonna hang out with my friend once a month in a public space for two hours. This really helps you with forgiving that person because one, you can slowly develop your trust for that person again. You're only seeing them once a month. That's great in preserving your peace. For it being in a public space, in public spaces, hopefully you're not sharing too much personal information because people can hear what you're talking about around you. So if you have a hard time trusting that person, being in a public space forces you to only share information that you want other people to hear, which again can help you develop that trust more. And then the two hour time limit is just there for you as a reminder where if you and this person would hang out all the time and y'all would have extended day meetings, it's like, yeah, no, our relationship is not the same like that. Let's just grab lunch and I'll see you later. This is a great boundary to have because that person can stay in your life and you're able to see, am I able to trust this person more or is the damage done? And if the damage is done, then when you interact with them again that month, you could just say, you know, I've really tried and I just do not think I'm able to get past you lying about this. So our relationship, I'm not able to move forward. That is okay as well. This last example is very common and it's one where our friends tell us what their significant others are doing wrong in their relationship and then us as a friend are not able to get past that. So we're holding a grudge against that significant other. This has happened to me several times. I have set boundaries because I don't want to hear about how your man is dragging you through the mud. It just makes me dislike this person even more. So a boundary would look like, you know, girl, or you know, boy, or you know, individual. I think it's best that you find someone else to tell this information to. When I hear this, it really makes it hard for me to be around your significant other. And I know how much you care about this person. And I know how much you care about my opinion and my opinion is jaded. So moving forward, it is best that you tell someone else about things that they are doing because I'm not gonna be able to forgive this person the way that you are. That's a good ass boundary. You're still letting your friend know, I care about you and I know you care about my opinion, but I'm making it clear to you. I'm not gonna be able to forgive this person. So just stop telling me. So when it comes to forgiveness, we need to have more compassion towards ourselves and others. We need to have empathy. We need to be able to recognize that people may hurt us and that's not their intention. And I'm able to forgive them and that doesn't mean I'm dumb. It means that I am human and it is okay for me to trust people that hurt me in the past because I am now going to create boundaries. Forgiveness requires courage. 
Like, y'all, you really have to be brave to forgive. And that's why a lot of us don't. It requires courage. It requires for you to say, I forgive myself and I forgive you. It requires you to realize you are not dumb or naive for forgiving someone. It requires you to put into a plan, if I forgive this person, how can I make sure that emotionally I am safe? Am I setting boundaries? Am I keeping this person in my life? With every episode, I end it with a question. How does forgiving others allow me to forgive myself? If you all have been loving the podcast, be sure to follow, leave a review, hit the notification bell and share with others in your community. Let's create the best adult advice podcast column that has ever existed. I appreciate y'all. And until next time, make life manageable. See you next Thursday.